Hey, hey, I'm Jimmy Bullard, and this is me old muck of Venus. We're back together, son. How are you? Hey, Bully, great to be back working with you. What are we doing here, though? We're starting a football club in podcast form. The only thing we know, it's called FC Bullard. After that, it's all up for grabs. So, we haven't got any players, we haven't got a kit, we haven't got a club badge, we haven't got a stadium. Correct. FC Bullard. Welcome to the club. This is a crowd podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Stuart Cheeky Nibble Kibble. To be more like Stuart, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, and become an official sponsor today. It's the Joe Marler Show, ladies! Special, you Ah! Hello, and welcome to our show. I'm Joe, this is Tom. And I just really enjoy saying the next part. And it is a warm, warm welcome to my good old friend, Dan Cole. Welcome back, Dan. Thank you so much for coming back again. Hi, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's always a pleasure to come back and enjoy this time together. Oh, Tom you're well. so incredibly <laughs> awkward. <laughs> yeah. Joe, don't worry at you all that you that. introduced me as just by my name. You said Tom Fordyce and then you gave Dan the big best mate. I did notice that. Yeah, but I've I've seen Dan's um I've seen everything of Dan. I haven't seen everything of you, so I'm I'm closer to Dan. Mine's like Dan's but smaller. <laughs> <laughs> right, apparently you've got something for us, Dan, to really kick this fucking lion special episode off. What have you got? I need just need the jingle though, like Dan Cole's line quiz of the week. Um, so yeah, I've got a quiz for you guys today. Ding, jing, 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 jing. It's Dan Cole's jing, jing, jing. Lions quiz, jing, jing, jing of the week. That was nice. Do you get paid for that? Coley's gonna do some questions. He's gonna do questions on lions. He's really, 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 really clever. But he's also really, really, really smug about it. Question one, how much meat can a lion consume in one sitting in kilos or pounds? Either way. Kilos or pounds, one sitting. Is he? How hungry is this lion? He's hungry. He hasn't eaten for a few days. He's sent the lionesses out. They've brought back <laughs> a feast. He's a misogynistic lion, is he? What do you mean he sent the lionesses <laughs> out? The 1970s lion, is it? <laughs> I mean, I watched like the documentary. It's like the lionesses do all the work. The blokes just lie there asleep for most of the day, and then basically go, "Oh, you've you've got some in. I'll eat it." Yeah, I reckon they can eat me. So that's eighty kilograms. I reckon minus the hunch in one in, excellent in one sitting hundred hundred fifty kilos in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> what's yours Tom well on, on the base of Dan's reaction my answer is 149 kilograms yeah <laughs> sorry let me just right I just need to find out a bit more about how much an actual lion weighs right okay oh for um, fuck's sake eat this quiz I knew this would happen oh it does say male lions can weigh up to 225 kilos so you saying it could eat three quarters of its own body weight in me in one go? Are you basing okay. this on personal experience, Joe? Can I review my answer? Uh, 
Yeah, it can do 90 kilos. Tom, would you like um, to change yours? Yeah, I'm going to put mine either 91 or 89. I just haven't decided which. Um, 89. This is difficult because Joe's gone very clever. He's gone right down the middle. I'm going to say 91. Well, Joe has won. The actual amount is... Um, <laughs> It says 60 pounds, so it's about 27 kilos, 28 kilos. So you're both way off. Yeah. It's still 28. Have you ever eaten 28 kilos of meat? Joe, you could beat a lion. Yeah. 27 kilos? Yeah. I had a a 500 gram ribeye on Friday. So if you were to times that by 54 or something, you'd uh, get there, would you? Not a chance. I've misread the situation. I could have a couple of, um, what those things I had in, uh, New Zealand. Berg Burgers. Have a couple oh, of Berg yeah. Burgers. Or what was that dodgy McDonald's that we went to? Was oh, that where you had your Mega Mac? Oh, my Mega Mac, that was it. What is a Mega, Mega Mac? Mac, yeah. Um, got the shits. It, yeah, it was, wasn't it four burgers or something, in, four patties in one go? Wow. And then literally it ruined your stomach for the next two weeks, yeah. I appreciate that. <laughs> what? Uh, um, so I'm, I've, I've won that. You're uh, 1 0 up. You're 1 0 up. 1 0. Yeah, thank okay. you. Okay, question two. How many months do lion cubs stay with their mothers for? Do I need to go first on this one? Yes, please. Eight months. Eight months, right. Joe, what's your answer? Dan sounds so bored already. He's <laughs> <We> don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, tell me the answer, Joe. Uh, two, a couple of months. Two months. Two months. Not long. Teach him the ways. Lick him a little bit. Uh, do his air. And then off you go, mate. You've you found your feet now. Then he runs off to the Badlands, whatever it is, and... Um, What's so great about the waterhole? I'll show you when we get there. You've seen it a few times, have you? Yeah, it's two nil me, surely. What did you say, two months? No, no, it's one all, because it's the actual answer is 18 months. And a bonus fact... Get a load of that, Marla. Cubs start eating meat approximately three months, but they s- still suckle their mothers until they're about six months old. Why did you get all creepy when you said suckle? Because I was, it was still suckle. It was like, and yeah, I just uh, a bit of a tongue twister there. Would you like a second yeah, bonus you... fact on this topic? Yeah, go on. Are you familiar with the phrase, someone's going to be licked into shape or I will lick them into shape? No, I, I've heard of whip him, whip him into shape. Whip it. Whip yeah, that's not going to work for the fact. Oh, okay. Yeah, I have heard of it. So the phrase to lick someone into shape comes from a belief in the medieval period that bear cubs, when they were born, were just born as this weird, like, amorphous mass of hair and bones and that the mother bears would literally have to lick them into the shape of a bear. Wow, that's very skilled. He's very skilled, isn't it? Can you imagine if we gave you, like, a pile of snow having to lick it into a human form? <laughs> you you do that? be a challenge for you to that's actually the next round lads um go to your front doors <laughs> you've had some snow delivered yeah um, yeah we'll start with snow we'll build our way up to hair and bone i'm, be- I'm just trying to uh, yeah. I'm, surely like lick it you get a lot of uh hairballs and stuff like that yeah licking this bear into a bear i mean it's a flawed idea from the word gojo isn't it Mm. I mean, before you go to the practicalities of it, the idea that a bear would just give birth to like an amorphous ball of hair and I mean, no one had ever seen any licking in, had they, so to speak? Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Was it just the mother bear that did it or did daddy bear help out too? I, I have no sure fucking idea why we invite <laughs> Dan back and also 
more than that, why you are on here, Tom. In fact, I've no idea why we're producing this fucking shower of shit twice a week, every fucking week. This is ludicrous. We're talking about bears licking out other bears, and we're no, trying to make it out. sound all right about it. No, Licking into shape. Licking in. Um, yeah. Licking in, yeah. Well, to yeah. Do the final question so we can <laughs> okay, three, start it's one the all, right. Finally, right, this is for... For how long does a lion mate for? Well, if it's showing off or for practical purposes? Just, you know, if he's just... Sort of night <laughs> just out. an average. Bog standard. Press. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's either really... No, I think they'd go for hours. Like side spooning... Um, do they call it? Do they do they call it doggy? Do they call it liony? I'd say uh, six hours. Six hours. My answer, Dan, is going to be five hours fifty nine minutes. Just so I win, I win the quiz. But I would say, I would say, in reality, it's probably about two and a half minutes. Well, yeah, because this was a bit of a trick question. Um, because the answer is four to five days, but. A male lion can mate up to 100 times a day in a process that lasts only about 17 seconds. And they keep this up for around four to five days. And I'm more of a lion than I thought. <laughs> in the 17 second part, yeah. <laughs> the four kids, 17 seconds, Well, yeah. I've really enjoyed this episode of the Joe Marler Lion Special. We'll see you all on Wednesday for the next episode. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh, can we just, can we talk about the game yesterday that... Uh, so they've won uh, 49-3. What do we think, boys? How did it go? What headlines have come out of that game in terms of performances? Who 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 went well for you? And then we need to touch on the big AWJ and the ridiculous return from a shoulder dislocation. Cameron Dickey went well. Uh, I think Tyke Furlong went well. The front sort of five did their job. Beard went well. The forwards did a lot of work um, yesterday, so it'd be... I say a lot of them put their hands up, or not put their hands up, but making it a tough selection for next weekend. This joke for me is when the phrase um, giving the coach a problem comes round, but they mean it in a good way. Oh, he's got some problems there and he's given him some problems. They don't actually mean he's got problems, they mean he's got the opposite of problems and he's got two or three options in each position playing well. He's already picked his team, mate. He's already picked, he knows his team. There might be one or two changed on the bench. It's, it's a lot harder on this tour, though. Like last tours, you've had a game before the first test, didn't we? On like a Wednesday yeah. or a Tuesday. And it was kind of like yeah. the blokes are playing that. Thanks, guys. But it was obviously they've got a week now leading into it. So, and you say some of the test team, a lot of the test team probably played on Wednesday against Africa A. There are certain positions, probably loose head hooker, even in the second row, that you don't know which way you could go with. Because someone like Mako, for instance, we know how good he is, but he's been tearing up off the bench. But at the same time, do you want that physicality to start the game? Or do you want that come on later in the game when hopefully you've sort of... South Africa starts to tie because they've actually played two games of rugby. I don't think the box got that strength in depth that they had. I don't think they've got the bench that they had during the World Cup. So if I'm the lot, you know, it's going to be, you'd almost ramp up their lines. If you particularly what comes on off the bench, you're going to be like, right, well, our bench is probably better than yours. So do we load our bench to double down on that? What do you think, Joe? I only watched the first half hour, actually, before I had to go to the beach. I've watched all these games. I've watched every minute of every game for this. And then you turn around and tell me <laughs> you've been bluffing it the entire way through i know why you've got me here i know why you've got me here yeah i think you're right i don't think they have got as much strength in depth but i'm curious as to south africa a side from last week dominated 
big parts of that game. And you go, oh, okay. But it wasn't the first string Lions team, or was it? You know, do you know what I mean? There was a couple in there. And then this weekend, the South Africa's A-side lost to the Bulls. And you go, how the fuck has that happened? Because there was a lot of those players still playing in that one um, that went there. So you're right, they haven't got as much strength in depth. There's all this chat about the Lions being undercooked because they've put 50 points on average on all the teams, bar that A-side. I'm amazed, or I'm curious. First of all, I'm amazed that Alwyn Jones is back. And secondly, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with him. You name him as captain before the tour. He's the great red knight. And then he gets injured. He leaves. Comes 26 minutes off the bench. Are you starting him in the first test? If you bring him off the bench and something happens with the shoulder, then you're in massive trouble, aren't you? Do you see what I mean? Whereas if you start him and something happens with the shoulder, which I don't think it will... But if you start him and something happens with the shoulder, you just make a, a standard replacement. Oh, you've done this before, haven't you? You've thought about this, Tom. Well done. <laughs> I'd say I'd say start him. I think they'd start him. I think you'd have him. Um, and then, I say, it's the game. You start with that, you know, his size and leadership and stuff for the opening exchanges, which you expect to be incredibly physical, like you had against Africa A. As you say, if he shoulders have a problem, let's find it out within the first... 40 minutes and then because I'll say off the bench is obviously a different issue but you start him and then hopefully as the game loosens as the game um, loosens up or you hope it not hope it loosens up the game's you know in the second half when people fatigue get looser you can bring on more of an impact player off the bench and you know the the weight of say scrummaging a set piece his mass that's in there you don't need as much because the I say the spring box aren't as good off the bench I think I think they're going to bench him or not have him involved do you? yeah he's played 26 minutes and the other blocks have been going so well as magnificent as he is he's going to be why would you bring him out for 26 minutes no as in I think they'll play him they'll start him in the two and three oh second and third yeah okay well it's like what they did with um, Warburton on 2017 they didn't play him in the first test did they they made Amani captain and then he came off the bench in the first test, didn't he? They didn't start him because of yeah. his hamstring issues. Another interesting thing is going to be, tactic-wise, right? Have the Lions shown all they've got so far? Have they been sandbagging and holding back? And Safka A, in that game there, apparently like, everyone's all Safka and everything they had at them, but apparently they had one training session leading into that game South Africa. So I don't think every team's shown everything, have they? But do you reckon the Lions, they've been playing out the back load, trying to move it wide, do you reckon they're just going to come into the first test and trying to shove it down South Africa's throat and match them physically-wise, or do you reckon they're going to keep moving about, or do you reckon they're going to do be smart? Do you think they, do you think they can match them physically-wise? I would say no, but at some point you're going to have to go into the teeth of them, aren't you? You're going to have to, like, test them out. I guess that's why did they did those fucking 200 pick-and-goes to try and test out what it's going to be like when you just go head-on-head. Head. What are they going to do about Faz? Is, is Faz starting for you? Faz is starting at 12. You can't not have a test match animal who just lives for those big games like that at 12. I think you've got got to start him, mate. His physicality, his presence, (laughs) his ability to make somewhat illegal tackles and get away with it. Because he's been busy on Twitter, Razzie, hasn't he? Yeah, Razzie Erasmus on Twitter stirring it up. What do we think? Good or, you know, bringing the game into disrepute? If you're going to do stuff in the media, you might as well just do it on Twitter now as well. But yeah, I guess it's a fine line between 
if we get told not to tweet about, you know, when you're away on tour, I remember the big thing like, we well, can't tweet about games, you can't do this, you can't do that, can't criticise anything, can't do this. And it's like, you get one bloke just because he's in charge doing it. It's a bit like, mm, thanks very much. What about that uh, Australia tour in 2016 that I pulled out of and <laughs> during it, or just before the first test, Bob Dwyer, the famous Australian rugby coach, also from Leicester, had put out like a big campaign and articles on the legality of your scrummaging, Dan, and also the scrummaging of the rest of the pack, just to sort of wind it up with the referees beforehand. And I was reading all this as a fan back home, and I just put a tweet out saying, Bob Dwyer's a wanker. (laughs) Bob Dwyer's a wanker. And within 24 hours, I had people from the RFU ringing me up. I had people at the club ringing me up saying, you need to remove that tweet immediately. It's defamation of character. And I'm gone, prove to me he hasn't ever (laughs) masturbated in his entire life. Prove it. Prove it. How's that defamation of character when all I'm doing is stating a fact? That was me sticking up for you, Dan. Thank you, Joe. It was almost like Razzie has taken note of your contretemps with the IFU, uh, Joe, because the language he uses is very passive-aggressive. He just talks about clarity and alignment. I think it's wonderful. I've got a lot of time for it, and I think there should be more of it. Please? Have either of you had any dealings with Razzie? And how was he during the World Cup? Do you have any chit-chat with him pre-post-final? Uh, <laughs> no, as, as I just watched my uh, career drain from my uh, soul didn't really have much chat after the game to be honest yeah uh, it wasn't yeah. the first thought oh I'll go chat with Razzy Erasmus catch I'll up on his uh, political policies yeah. yeah thanks for picking all those really big good scrimmages appreciate it really <laughs> nice touch absolutely ridiculous uh, I, d- I tell you what I did last night though I watched the first episode of chasing the sun i've never watched the final back uh apart from the fucking clip of me getting skinned every other fucking minute on twitter um but i was like oh god all right let's let's delve into this let's see what it's like and from what i'd heard from the Safa boys that i play with about razzy is that he's one of those guys that you want to play for he makes you want to play for him not because he's like bribing you or got something on you. I mean, he makes you want to play for him because he's very passionate. Um, he's inspiring and stuff like that. And just the way he was talking on that first episode, I was like, "Fucking hell, I quite like this guy. I would quite like to quite like to play for him." If I gave you a choice, you can either have the first name. What would you go for, Dan? Are we talking Dan Erasmus, or are we talking Razzy Cole? Oh yeah. Razzy Cole. Razzy Cole, yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a strong porn name. I'd be Raz, I'd be Razzy Cole. I'd be Razzy Cole. He's the kind of bloke that has a is a souped up um Vauxhall Corsa with some <laughs> <laughs> He spent more on the sound system and the fiberglass like wing and skirt side skirts he has in the actual car. Big exhaust. Oh. Really tinny sound, yeah. That's it. Yeah. And you think you're the boy when you're like driving around at like 20 mile an hour in front of everyone. And then when you got the motorway and it's still making the same sound for three hours straight, you're regretting that decision. That's Razzy Cole. There he is. Yeah. Razzy Cole. Do you just want to do a podcast on 
souped up shit cars. Yeah, LCD dash. Uh, he's changed the steering wheel. We've got a removable steering wheel to help him get in and out of the car. Yeah, we could do that. Right, we need to we need to get some ads on because Steve's told me to because this is getting into carnage. In fact, can't we get Dan to do it? What do I do? This is your moment. Can you cue the ad break for us? By doing what? Going, let's have some ads. Who's the ads? Ads, yeah. ads, 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 ads. Let's have some ads, 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 ads. Go. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death of a Film Star. Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Right, let me just get in the vibe. That was the ads, 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 ads. Joe, what's your test, 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 test team? Because that's all that really this tour, which is a shame, and I hate to be one of those. I'm not putting a downer on it. I'm not putting a downer on it. But because of COVID and all the shit that's come with it, this tour has pretty much just been about the test series. Because, do you know what I mean? It's not like normal tours where... There's actually strengthened team, midweek teams. There is actually a chance for you to put your hand up sometime. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just all yeah, about but, Yeah, exactly. So. But it's, it's also, with Lions, it's all about, as well, is you going to different places, the fans travelling around. Like I say, it's, oh, they've gone to the beach today, they've done this today. They're, they're, you know, you'd say it's about the test, but it's literally it's because none of that, everything that follows Lions around, there's none of that is there because of COVID. So it's just, it is literally just about the test. It's not disrespectful to anyone, but that's the whole purpose of it now. Right. Shall we do the pack? Makovina Vonapola, number one. Jamie George, number two. Tad, Tad Hugger, Tad Hugger, Furlong, Tad Hugger, Furlong, number three. So that's probably the strongest front row as a combination as well. It would just be worth question whether like off the bench you could add Mako say off the bench um, because of the impact he's going to bring or again but having seen I remember that England playing Ireland whatever it was and Mako had like 40 carries 40 tackles million breakdowns you start with that physical you know he's such a big lump physical lump yeah I'll start him so yeah I would agree with you Joe take that front row I'm going with Maro Itoji at four and Ayin Henderson at five I would pick Ian Henderson because I think he has been fantastic this season for the Ulster men and Ireland and he's really come of age in terms of dominating the line out um, and his knowledge there as well as as well as the stuff that he does around the park and his work rate. I just think he's gone really well that I would start him. And he's not exactly small, is he? He's like... He's a physical, physical bloke. And people will be going like, oh, you've not picked Alan Wynne-Jones in your starting thing just because you got beef over tickling his knob. No, that's not the case at all. I'll start him in the second test. It's just this team 
I'm starting in this one and Alan Wynne-Jones is coming off the bench in case things go to shit and we need him to come in and have a cool head and stop tapping and going like silly fuckers and see out the game. That's that's my method way round. I've I've got a, a blend of impact and um, physical impact and mental calmness coming from the bench as we will get to. What do we think about Marrow and Ayan starting in the row? Yeah, I, it's been, they've been a good pairing so far. Um, very good line options, so you can take that away from South Africa. I probably, again, the question is going to be Ayane or Alan Wynn. I just think, you know, Hendo probably offers you more dynamism off the bench as the game gets looser. But again, he's he does all the stuff for Ireland, so I don't think you either which, whoever you pick in the second row, I don't think it's going to be bad options, is it? I'm going to go Marrow like you two, and I'm going to start Alan Wynn partly because I'm biased uh, and hold my hand up, but also because he, right, what's the last thing you want to do against South Africa is give penalties away in it. You never see him losing his shit on the pitch, even if he's really angry. So I just think that calmness and that ability to talk to referees and not to lose his mind in against a team who just want to physically dominate you and make you concede penalties, they, they will then smash over from all over the park, means that I would start him with Hendo to come off the bench. If I'm the South African TV camera producer, whatever he is, camera man at the weekend, if Alan Wynn starts that test, every time he goes to talk to the ref, he just looks at himself at the big screen, should just zoom in <laughs> on, the top, <laughs> on the top of his head and see if he can get a reaction. You think you can run. You think you can hide. But no one, no one, escapes the spider cam it's the same with poor old joe launchbury i think uh tv producers have it out for him because he's very good at hiding the fact that he's got a giant biscuit on the back of his head because he's taller than most people however you cannot hide from the spider cam and the spider cam gets him every time whenever he's on the pitch i just see this spider cam just following him about it's like he's got a gps track to the spider cam the poor fucker I was going to say, the French do it in, like, you watch the French thing and, like, someone spits or something on the floor. It's, like, really slow-mo and, like, they kind of make it, like, artistic. That's what I think, like, we say with you, Joe, it's, like, they should just slow-mo on your nose. Like, they should just, you'd be there, like, chatting, they just zoom in and just follow your nose around and be, like, see if they can wind you up that way. Rip you a lot better that way. Just like that time I played you at Welford Road a few years back and I dropped the first scrum on purpose and went down and it's you came up and you'd gobbed there was phlegm all over your face the side of your face the cheek and it was slow mode of you going but it was like and all you could do is see this phlegm like wobbling on his cheek and you're looking at me like mate you're such a fucking prick why you like you're such a dickhead like that and i'm just there absolutely crying with this phlegm on your cheek it's horrible yeah i remember that so are we going with marrow and ian or marrow and alan um ian okay so marrow and ian are starting in our team if we were gatland we wouldn't be gatland though we if it was me and dan picking the team it would be darren darren fatland between me and dan uh my back row is Courtney Laws, Tolupe Falatau, and Tom Curry. Discuss. Line-out purpose. And playing South Africa, I want to take away their set-piece. So you want to take away the line-out and also cause some issues. I think Courtney's ideal for that. 
as you've seen constantly throughout history. Um, yeah, and I think Faletau and Curry are... I think you struggle with Watson and Curry in the same team to begin with because of, let's say, you want to take a set-piece threat. But, yeah, um, I think I agree with you, Joe. I think that's the back, back row. I think Byrne could easily slot in six, but then you might bring off the bench just for added firepower, and he covers sort of five, six, suddenly. So This is good. Let's get on to the backs. I, uh, Darren Fatland here has... I should have an accent as well, shouldn't I, Darren? Pretend to be really fat. Oh, amazing. Yes, okay. Um, so my scrum half is going to be Conor Murray and my fly half, or first five eights, as they say in some parts of the world, is going to be... Is going to be Dan Bigger. What do you think? I can't do an accent. Um, yeah, no, Joe. <laughs> Please d- do an accent. Please do an accent. <laughs> no, no, I can't. I can't. Razzy. Razzy. What do you think about that? Nine, ten. Go on, you go, Razzy. <laughs> I can't do an accent. I can't. I, I, I can't. I'm going to work on it this week for you, just for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Razzy Cole, we need to develop you an accent this week. Yeah. Um, I am going to start with Ali Price, just because I think he is someone who has, in the in the terminology of Lions Tours, put his hand up. Because I'm starting Alan Wynn in the second row, we don't need Connor Murray's captaincy. And Bigger is absolutely nailed on. I cannot see any other option than Bigger for Warren Gatland. Um, and then hopefully Marcus Smith will be on the bench. He, um, Ali Price played well, he played well, yes, no, we haven't done replacement, but Ali Price played well yesterday, so, but I don't want to give the bench away just yet, so, alright, so let's go to our centre partnership then, um, uh, I've gone for Owen Farrell, uh, captain as well, and, uh, Elliot Daly for at 13 outside centre, what do you think? Why, why have you gone for Daly? Over Henshaw, for instance. He's just been playing really well, mate. And he's quick, he's intelligent, and he's got a fucking massive boot on him. But if you've got bigger Farrell, is the kick in at 13 that much of a... I meant penalty. I meant penalty. You want you want Robbie in there, do you? You want Robbie Henshaw in there? I think just early doors, just because I think South Africa will come out firing. I think just do that. And then, again, daily someone you can come come on second half and literally... As the game loosens up, as people fatigue, there's going to be holes to run into. Then he steps up in the 78th minute and kicks a 60-metre field goal to win it. I take your point. It's a valid point, Dan. Um, perhaps we should start with Robbie Henshaw, Elliot off the bench. We've got to go to. The, we've got to go for a vote then. So are we start. We're all in agreement of Faz. Yes. You've talked me round. I know you two have seen firsthand what the what Faz brings. My experience of Faz is very different, which is when you do interviews with him and he doesn't want to be interviewed and feels slightly <laughs> awkward. <laughs> Get off line. Fucking hit him. Fucking hit him. Get off line. Um, we going for Elliot or Robbie at 13? Up to you, Joe. You're, you, sorry, up to you, Darren. <laughs> you are, you know, the legend that is Darren. So. <sighs> Right, all right, I think uh, now I've listened to your argument and uh, I'm going to start with Robbie Henshaw and it's going to be Owen Farrell and Robbie Henshaw slotting into the 12 and 13 channels. Uh, back three, I've gone Anthony Watson, Louis Rees-Samit and Liam Williams. 
Why have you gone for them, Darren? I think Tone Anthony Watson has been a rapido. He's got ridiculous feet. Just lovely feet, are they? Manicured nails. Uh don't actually know what his feet look like. I should I should have made more of an effort to get to know his feet. I could probably have a pretty good guess what they look like. Pretty good, pretty manicured. Well, based on prior knowledge of feet, I'm guessing they've got like five toes, a heel, a midfoot. <laughs> You're a fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could all have a go at drawing his feet, and I'm pretty sure we'd all be in the similar ballpark to what his feet look like. <laughs> what if he's got really minging feet? Like, they're just We've crusty, got he's got, like, he's corms, got his, toe, yeah. his toenails are just, like, all ingrowing, they're all pussy and shit, and they're hairy as fuck, but the rest of his body is well-groomed, but he's, he takes his socks off, and from the ankle down, he's just hairy, just hair. Like a centaur. You mean a minotaur? No, minotaur is half bull, half human, and a centaur is half human, half horse. Oh, wow, I did not know that. Did you know that, Dan? No, I didn't. So we've gone with Anthony, Lou Rees-Amit, and Liam Williams. The argument that we'll probably get back is, where the fuck is Josh Adams? This this team selection, go. You're going to get paid a lot of money to do, wouldn't you? It's really tough. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, missed all that. Daisy was just telling me to put the washing out. Would you rather hang the washing out or empty or take the bins out? Hang the washing out. Take the bins out. Why? Because there's an art to hanging up washing. Um, apparently. Is there? I don't know. You've probably got a really massive long driveway, or alternatively, just throw it in the verge. Whereas I don't know that far to go. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute wanker. Right? Can we finish off with the bench? Right? Win Jones. Luke Carandicki, Kyle Sinclair, Alwyn Jones, Tyg Byrne, Hamish Watson, Ali Price, and bum, 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 Marcus Smith. I thought we were moving Daly to the bench. No, Daly's dropped out of the 23. But now we've oh, got loads of fly halves. Because now we've got yeah, bigger okay, and Farrell can cover 10. Yeah, just, okay, just trying good. to get your teammate in there, aren't you? God, you're just so... Well, I just, think Marcus, I just think Marcus has to be on there as something different, mate. We'll go with a 5-3 split on the bench then to bring Elliot in. So we'll go Ali Price, Elliot and Marcus. Who's dropping out? Um, Hamish Watson. Really? Mm. Controversial. I need a little bit more stronger objections from you boys if you're not happy with my four second rows in the 23 and my eight fly-offs in the 23. Right, I'm basing in my head this game's going to be physical to begin with and the second half it's going to loosen up and become more open as teams fatigue as hopefully South Africa run out of gas hopefully South Africa empty their bench not as good as their starters all that kind of stuff so yes I agree with the front row I'm hoping that the probably the set piece contest goes down a bit so you can bring that front row on run around a lot the second row you had Alan Wynn yeah Alan Wynn on the bench yeah back row who do we burn but burn covers six and he's only five six anyway. but we've got Courtney to do that role so yeah I don't know be interesting Curry can cover six, so why don't you put Watson instead of Byrne? Watson's on our bench then, yeah. Our backs on the bench are Ali Price, Marcus Smith and Harry Daly. I'm just wondering if we need three fly-halves in the team. Okay, well, I think after that episode and that very long-winded rugby chat, we would be lost without you, Dan Razzi... Oh, you're actually DRC, aren't you? Dan Razzi Cole. Um, we'd be lost without you and as ever it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on and 
next time we have Razzy on next week, I'd like you to have come up with a accent. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. I will work on that accent. I'm just going to go into my courser now and do some burnouts in Sainsbury's car park. <laughs> but might just have to might just do handbrake turns instead because the car's not that powerful. But yeah. See you later. See you next week, Razzy. Thank you, mate. Boy. See you. Enjoy. Thanks very much. Cheers, guys. To become an official sponsor, go to patreon.com, search for Joe Marler Show, or download the Patreon app and do it that way. If you want merch, go to joemarler.co.uk forward slash shop. And if you're a new listener, the thing you should really do is go and download our Best Bits episodes. Do that now. Crow the show if you know Joe and Tom. Everyone, grow the show in West Virginia, even if you're not there. Thanks for listening. Crowd Network, a place where you belong. You've watched them in unforgettable adventures, love affairs, and tragedies. Now it's time to hear their own remarkable stories. From the makers of Death of a Rockstar and Death of a Sports Star, this is Death Ready. of a Film Star. And Starring Heath Ledger, Marilyn Monroe, Chadwick Boseman, Robin Williams, Carrie Fisher, and Bruce Lee. Search for Death of a Film Star in your podcast app. You've seen them tell stories. Now it's time to tell theirs. Sports Social Podcast Network.